Hey everybody, this is your host, Michael Hargis with Better Climbing Beta. I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Taft's Ale House out of Cincinnati, Ohio. They make some of the best beer in America. If you ever find yourself traveling through Cincinnati on your way to the Red River Gorge, or maybe you're here for a business trip or some family, you need to stop by their ale house in downtown Cincinnati and and enjoy yourself their Scentsy Cobra. That's a hazy Centra IPA. I'm sipping on one right now. Super good. Now, if you're not traveling through Cincinnati or you haven't found a Taft's Ale uh, brew at your local gas station or wherever you purchase your craft beer, then you need to look up a company called Vanderwall Climbing. These guys are based out of San Mateo, California, and they do resoles, hangboards, and even chalk bags. So next time your shoes are blown out and you need to send them to get resold, don't go to those big wigs. Give these guys some love. They'll turn it around. They'll take care of you in no time. Now, this episode that you're about to listen to is a little different, and it's definitely a specialty of our favorite co-host and frequent podcast uh, attendee, Mr. Tyler Carson. He spends a lot of his time teaching new climbers or teaching climbers who've been been around for a while but need a little bit of a refresher on how to lead climb and how to belay lead, uh, lead belay safely. And he adopted a fear management course in his lead class, and you're going to learn a little bit more about that. So without further ado, enjoy the podcast. What up, what up, what up? We learned our lesson, hopefully, from our last hiatus. We're not going to take another two months in between episodes, hopefully, this time. This is your host, Tyler Carson. I'm the host today. <laughs> the Joined, power chair. The power chair. You're Joined power by my chair. co-host, Michael Hargis. I'm actually an intern. You're He's intern now. I'm interning. Ooh, this is too much power for me. Yeah. You got to pay rent now. That's what, like, you're the owner now. You got to pay rent. You pay all the bills. All the the utilities. Well, we're glad you guys are listening. Today, we're going to talk about something that most people deal with almost every time you climb, I would say. But uh, it's fear. I thought you were going to say commitment. Commitment. Fear of commitment. Or just, yeah, I was just, yeah. We all struggle with with commitment. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, so we're going to talk about, I, I uh, for those that have listened more than once, you've heard me spray down about, I work at a climbing gym, I do a bunch of lead classes, part of my uh, class is teaching fear management, so we're going to, we're going to dive into that today, so I'll start by saying, Michael. <laughs> so wait, the time out, the episode's about what again? Fear. You're talking about fear. Okay. Fear and fear management and the like. Perfect. So, Michael, do you get scared when you rock climb? What do you mean? Like, can you define fear? Like, mm. do I get, like, what do you mean? So, fear, that's a good, that's Like, a am really, I, like, crippled? Like, crippling no, not fear? Necessarily. Or am I just, like, 
hesitant are, are with you a, are, are do you find yourself while you're while you're rock climbing um even as little as nervous you know like something in your head you're now is anxious and nervous the same thing i would add I, i'd add ang- anxious to a, a certain level of fear yeah i would say so the question was do i experience fear do you experience fear, fear yeah um yeah totally i would say maybe not every day not every cl- definitely not every climb okay. there but there is times where i have experienced fear like recently probably i don't know if i would quintessentially the difference is my level of fear right if we were going to gauge it 1 to 10 mm-hmm. like 10 would be the high my highest amount of fear sure like um, absolutely that is really, terrified exactly that is like very unlikely for me to happen okay um and then yeah i would say i mean but on a on the scale probably at like a 2 or 3 maybe every okay. now and then do you uh so we've talked in the last couple episodes about how we got started climbing and you know you got started in college um has that always been the case with your climbing have you always kind of been like yeah whatever i don't get super terrified or is that a recent development in your climbing that I'm not span that, that you don't really get a lot of fear necessarily while you climb. It's definitely been something that I've had to work on. For me, when I first went rock climbing in college, it was obviously inside, and I was at the rec center, and I kind of just tied in, or they actually they tied me in. They're sure. like, hey, here's a figure eight. We're gonna tie you in, and then there was somebody that like sat in a chair with a grigri on top rope, nice. and I just started climbing, and I. You know, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what the tape meant, didn't even look at a grade. I, my goal was just to get to the top of the wall. And I remember getting all the way to the top of the wall and kind of having that, like, well, what how happen, What happens now? You know, like, <laughs> right, right, right. what do I do well, now? <laughs> and I remember there being, like, a very slight amount of, like, oh, shit. And then they kind of yell up at you, sit back in your harness and hold on the rope. I'll bring you down. Sure. And it was... Luckily, it felt tight. Right. (laughs) I know some people, they go and they climb and they're like, all right, just let go. And they're like, can you get the rope tight though? I want to feel like like you're holding me. (laughs) But yeah, the person was holding me. So they lowered me. And I remember that being kind of like, oh, wow, there's actually like, I was a little nervous right there. Sure. So so it's changed. Definitely. Definitely. But but even from then, I mean, would you say there's ever been a, a moment where... Um, while again, while specifically related to rock climbing that you have reached an eight or a nine or even a 10 on that fear scale, like it's starting to be a crippling fear mid climb. Yeah, I definitely think so. There's, I've been, I've been climbing for quite a while now and I, and what's really nice is I can remember those times and I think that is what has allowed me to kind of bring it down quite a bit. Okay. So I've definitely experienced the eight or the nines where I'm like practically on a 10. Sure. You know, I'm freaking out yeah. on the Richter scale to say the least. Every now and then I'll do, I'll kind of make myself scared because it's more fun sometimes. <laughs> like that's, you know how some people are like, I want to get so fucking high right. that I want to be paranoid. Right. Because it reminds me of that I'm alive or something stupid like that. I hurt myself yeah, today. Right. So I've done that on a route where I've like, like, man, how fun would it be if I just got a little worked up? Got a little, yeah. That's so, in, that's interesting. You you, there's a certain amount of enjoyment in the fear. I'm so confident now, and um, 
I sport climb mostly too, so I'm not really doing anything. It's not like I'm placing gear. That's a lot different. Sure. I kind of know that, okay, once I get to this jug, I'm going to be able to clip or something. It's, so yeah. the body language and the fact that I sport climb, really bouldering kind of would make me a little scared every now and then. Because you're not, you know, you're not tied in and yeah, interesting. So do you, do you think, um, you know, when I teach, when I teach my lead classes, actually a significant portion uh, of the instruction, we, we discuss fear management and I have a pretty detailed curriculum that I'll actually want to go into in a little bit. But um, what I notice, especially with brand new sport climbers, right, you know, a lot of them have been I mean, ideally, they've been top roping for a significant period of time, but a lot of times they've top roped six, eight months sure. or whatever and don't have a lot of mentorship that we both have explained that we went through and all that. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of getting into it. And there are times when, you know, part of the class is you go to the top and take a lead fall and they won't they won't let go. Like So out of most of your classes, you know, how many don't? That won't fall. Like what percentage? I'd probably put it under 10% that well, that's don't good. take the fall. That's good. Um, but there I'd say another 20% that we have to like, it's okay. Come you on. You can do it. You can. Yeah. Let yeah, go. That's cool. One, two, three. One. Two, okay. I'll count back. Three, two. Yeah. Okay. You, but you know. The county never helped me. Never. Oh, I, you're right. I remember when I'd go back where I lived um, in Cincinnati, we would jump off like the bridge. There's a bridge that went over sure. the Little Miami River. We'd jump off the bridge in Loveland, and every now and then you'd people would be like, all right, on the count of three, one, two, and I just already walked off the bridge because I couldn't handle the countdown part. That just didn't work for me. So Right. I, well, I think like I'd rather just let go before I have a chance to actually think yeah. about it. But, um, yeah, I think it's interesting because I would say most of the climbers that I experience now – they don't have that like, oh, I'm usually not that scared. In fact, usually it's the other end. They're usually scared and they have victories overcoming it. So why do you, do you, do you think uh, there's any particular reason why like it's just been like a whatever kind of thing for you? Sometimes you get scared, but not really. Or I think, well, right. So much has changed since the first time I tied in, you know, that's kind of the big part, right? As I've, I've grown as a climber. I would go out on a limb and say pretty much anybody who starts rock climbing is not fearless. If they are, it's because they're probably not the sharpest tool in the shed. And they should probably be a little bit more fearful because they're more likely just to hurt themselves sure. and hurt people around them. So um, things have changed, right? I mean, the question was, you know, how do I stay cool yeah. under it all? Um, trust. I think trust is a big factor. Okay. Trusting the system. So trusting that I'm I'm safe and the fact that my knot is tied appropriately, my gear um, isn't worn um, in a way that could danger me, the the climbing that I'm doing is well protected, my belayer is very competent, their systems are checked correctly. Yeah. Um, and then when you get that level of freedom where everything is, the fear is separate from the climb, then you really get to enjoy the climbing a lot. Oh, and, 100%. And every now and then I think... My buddy, my buddy John and I will do this. I don't recommend this, but like when we're climbing super easy stuff, it's sometimes it's fun to skip a bolt. You know, it's just like fun to skip a bolt. Like mm, I'll make this a little spicy. 
you know? Give myself Maybe we should start to... trad climbing. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I just want to play something right here. So. Um, do you think, because you, you, you skated a lot growing up, too. Do you think that's had any, a lot of skating is, like, committing. Like, Definitely. You can't stop mid-whatever, especially if you get into, you know, dropping in and all well, that kind of stuff. And So, the w- one thing about skateboarding is you could bail. Huh. So, like... I I never really skated gaps, but I I skated stairs, sure. stairs and handrails, uh, or like you know, whatever. And I just I would always kick out the first time. I would never fully commit the first time, unless I knew. What was nice about stairs and handrails is you kind of like once you've done one eight stair or you've done one round rail or one square rail or whatever. It it's not. I don't want to say you've done it all, but like you've gotten confident. So. But a lot of times you could kick out and and quote unquote fall. Sure. And once you learn how to fall, it was safe. Yeah. But yeah, as there was a level of commitment that you had to make eventually, right? Like, okay, I'm going to commit to this trick. And yeah, that part was nerve wracking for sure. Cause but the idea, right, is like you wanted it enough. Yeah. You wanted to roll away. You wanted to land the trick. You wanted to get the photo or the, the video. So Right, if you want to climb, you have to fall. Yeah, just like you have to bail in skateboarding, just like you have to slam. Um, and if you want it enough, sometimes you'll stick to move. You just do it. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. So I like that you say like the commitment side of things, and do you want to do this? Because one of the things that I always teach, I like to joke around that like climbing, it's it's a dumb sport, like. Take a it's bunch pretty childish. Of, yeah, it's like humanity, right? We were going, you could walk up the mountain or you'd be like, I'm going to fucking figure out the hardest way I can make it. And yeah. when you do it, that's not good enough. You got to do something harder. And so like at the end of the day, it's dumb and that's kind of freeing. Like we're just here having fun. Like, sure. And so when it's I- It's t- dumb, but it's very me- measurable. Yeah. So that's why people like it. Right. And you get, you can feel so accomplished. You get two ends, two ends of the spectrum. So- so yeah, like I said, I, I, I teach a lot. Um, I call it incremental fear management is my, okay. the full process, right? So when I always started, I like to say I start with uh, trying to understand comfort zones. Um, I like to say as a climber, we all climbers have essentially the same types of comfort zones, right? Mm. Um, something below your grade, you're going to be comfortable on. A belay you trust, you're going to be comfortable with. Gear you trust. Style of climbing that's comfortable to you. Sure. Like, and so like, okay, or a good hole. Everyone's like, everybody loves jugs. I'm like, sure. But you know, what mm. you think is a jug might not be what a five, seven climber thinks is a jug and all that stuff. But if you understand, like, if you can bring all of that down to your comfort zone, the outside of your comfort zone stuff, a harder grade, an anti-style holds you don't like any of that stuff. Um, you can kind of start analyzing, mm-hmm. um, and I always like to say your comfort zone is a, a dynamic force. So the more you introduce outside of your comfort zone, the smaller it actually becomes. So like when I teach lead climbing, I teach on a 5.8, right? I typically require you comf- comfortable top roping 5.10 before okay. you can go through the lead class. So before, and I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. but before the class, is there any actual f- form of assessment other than do you have your own gear? Have your own gear. Are you comfortable working 510 on top rope but you're like you're not really a like you're just asking them these questions you're not like assessing them you're not saying hey nope. you know who, fill in the blank joe john doe or whatever 
Like I saw you climb in the gym. I don't feel like this is a good fit for you type of thing. Has that ever happened or is it like the customer's always right? I have done that. Um, A lot of the customers just email me. Hey, you're the lead instructor. I want to take a lead class. Mm. Now, what I do say is as we get through the class, I always start, I can at any point be like, you're not ready for what we're about really? to do. Okay, oh yeah, 100%. Good. Really I don't good. just like, hey, you kind of don't know. What, now this is- Do a, they still have to pay if you tell them like they suck? And I mean, it depends on like how late in the class, but yet like well, they pay and then if it's like right at the beginning and we're already like, you're way out of your yeah. league right here, I'd refund it. If it's- Do you teach them how to clean too? Uh, Yes and no. If a lot of, oh, I started- gosh. I'd want my money back if you didn't teach me how to clean. So I always allow, I always offer it. Okay. Um, if they're not going to go outside anytime soon, I say, email me when you want to go outside and we'll get back in. I don't want to teach Ooh, cleaning that's good. and then a year goes by and they go, I still know what I'm doing. So I always say, yeah. wait for it. That makes me the most nervous outside. Cleaning? Is, no, I have, I love cleaning. I'll clean all freaking day because sure. I'm confident and I know I'm doing it right. All these things. What makes me nervous is when other people are learning how to clean Out, while they're doing it. Oh, outside. absolutely terrifying. The scenario of so-and-so's girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever is at the top of the cliff and they're yelling the instructions at somebody, that kind of bothers me. Did I me. tell you about having to pull someone off when we went to Oktoberfest and I took my buddies to Camelot? There's there's this couple, and I knew them. Oh, yeah. And they were clean. It came a lot to be. Oh, you knew crack. the couple? I knew th- who they were. Yeah, they had climbed a rock quest you put a put their bit. names on the podcast? He, no. We all make mistakes. So. They were like, I'm going to go clean. And I asked, like, do you feel comfortable? Oh, yeah, we've practiced a little bit. And he gets up there and starts. He gets, he's clipped in. And instead of going direct, he starts unclipping his quick jaws. Wait, so. At, like, that's his first thing. So he, Time out. Back that up. So he's climbing. He's climbing on top rope. On top rope. So he has he cleaned the draws yeah. below him. He's taking gear off. Holy crap! So he's now at the very top. So can I say one one public yeah. service announcement? So if you're going to be top roping right at a cliff, and you know all your gears on the wall, and your climber is leading on the climber, uh, your climber is leading on the end of the rope that's going through the draws, which they should, because right? sure. we don't want them to swing out. And, and get wrapped up in their blader's rope. Right. What I always recommend is leave the last bolt on the wall and clip, if you can, clip the blayer strand to the last bolt. That way, when you're up at the anchor, if you have a redundancy. Happens, a, a second. You would then, quintessent- yeah, quintessentially, the anchor would fall down into That's the last a great, bolt. That's not a bad idea at all. I yeah. might have to start incorporating that. That's. A, I mean, I learned it from like an OG. Yeah. Um, I was climbing and they're like, Hey, I don't know if you know this. It's, it was just nice. It was like, wow, I really never thought of that. Yeah. Which would have actually, and you think, sa- well, and the big thing, right. Is like, you think like, Oh, I have two points of contact at the anchor. Right. You know, God forbid the anchor fails. What it then? Nothing. Right. Like I don't have, I should have a triple redundancy, which is interesting. Cause that would have made a big difference in what this guy was about to do. Cause like I said, he, he gets to the top and then you, you go in direct and then you start getting your gear off. He didn't go in direct first. Whoa! So and I'm like, stop, right? Like, so I'm, he's getting. Is he? Are you meaning he's taking the the top rope? Yeah, off the quick the draw. Yeah, and I'm like, stop, 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 stop. Holy crap! What? What? Don't do anything. You need to go indirect. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I just got in my. So he. Wow. But and then like that's like my biggest fear. Right, and so and it happened about three times where not like where something it just like uh, I don't uh, I don't and I so I said, hey man, don't do anything come down and let me clean for you. Sure. 
And he was like, oh, yeah, okay. And he comes down. And then down, he stole his gear. And then I was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that, That's I, abandoned. I, I'm going to take And I actually now. said, like, you don't, please don't be embarrassed. Like, you made the good decision coming down. Like, you almost unclipped so yourself. So you, you didn't, like, shun them. No, it was like, I get, I mean, because it's scary cleaning your first time. I mean. Totally. So. That was like the, fr- I remember when I cleaned the first time I was like, holy shit, if I'm going to die, it's going like, to be doing It's going to be right now, right? It's going to be doing this. And so, and and especially if you're cleaning on top rope, I see it all the time. You get in the habit of taking quick jaws off on the way up, on the way up. And that just becomes your mode. So you get to the last quick jaw, you start unclipping, right? And so I told him like, come stop, like I'll clean it and then we'll walk through. And he was really good about it. And, and then it's like, now you've learned, don't do it again. Uh, but for that reason, like I said, if, if I'm going to teach cleaning, I'm so going to- So what do you, so- out of curiosity, mm-hmm. would you recommend if someone knows another person is going to be um, top roping behind them? Do you think they would you recommend they put locking carabiners at the top? So opposed gates effectively creates a locking carabiner. That's a, oh yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I personally don't care. Right. I just know some people. Some people do. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary. That's good. Um. And if I'd say it'd be different if I were setting up top rope for like 20 people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I might put locking carabiners, especially just because if you put a, the idea behind it, right. Is like, if I put a locking carabiner in my climber, it really doesn't give my climber as much time to unclip the rope from the anchors. If right. I feel like they were so inclined to. Like yeah, yeah, if, yeah. It's gonna take them some time to unscrew the gate, and I can be like, "Whoa, stop, stop!" Right. So, and that right. But I mean, like I said, if you have two opposed gates, they can't. Un- I mean, they can't undo them. The weight of themselves the, is enough. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't necessarily encourage. But couldn't they take the ink that draws out of the bolts? Sure. I mean, that's why. Like at some point, you can't protect against everything, and sure. so. So you should have that conversation well before they leave right. the ground. Um. And so, and unfortunately at the red, you know, like running top rope, especially on a steeper thing, the, the wall side still should be clipped so that if you fall, you don't swing 30 feet out. And so again, have the conversation like you're going to be unclipping, but not the last bolts, which is a surprisingly common thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So anyways, all that to say, you know, I do, I do teach cleaning. I definitely don't, unless it's going to be immediately used, uh, because so many so many things go on and it's usually so can people get like a refresher with your class yeah like for free is it free yeah i mean you've spent enough money with me at this point like if there's something that we need to go over i'm gonna go over it uh, obviously within reason it's not like hey i haven't done anything and blah 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 can five you? years right like now. okay you can take the new class mm-hmm. um but anyways to go to go back to the original point all of a lot of these things that happen even with cleaning i i really believe are attributed with they're 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 scared um, and so that's why I spend such a significant time. Like I said, when you talk about comfort zones, um, you know, and the dynamics nature of them, I like to say, uh, you know, the more you introduce outside of your comfort zone, it gets even, it'll start to get smaller. So I've seen people that feel really good on five, eight for a number, right? They feel comfortable on five, eight, but you give them a new belayer that they're unfamiliar with. You give them a different you know, type of climb that they're not used to. Mm-hmm. Now they're outside and they're not used to house or whatever it is. You, now all of a sudden they're really scared. Yeah. But they usually feel really good on five, eight. Right. And so like, what do you do with that information? Sure. Um, 
if you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever gone through the Rock Warriors Way or Arno Ilgner's Rock Warriors Way stuff. No. Um, some people love it. Some people hate it. It's like fall commitment and sure. how to deal with that. It kind of, and and he's a, I mean, he's a pioneer of climbing. He's a, an OG. He knows so many things. I've, I used to uh, actually work with his kids at the last gym. Great wow. dude. Great instructor. Um, but he kind of gets into this like fear elimination is what I like to call it. Like you do it enough times, you get comfortable, you're never scared again. Mm-hmm. And I don't really believe that's the case with most people. I feel like you do, you know, you fall enough times on this route, you might be comfortable on this route. Now go do a different thing sure. and you're scared again. And so instead I teach, can you manage in the way that you would manage employees? Like, can you constantly set up a system of rules in place that as fear is potentially constantly a thing, you can assess it. Um, and, and, put it and, and use it when it needs to be used. And correct. Because as you know, you said it earlier, like you should be a little scared. I mean, like sure. if you're not scared in, at all, in certain scenarios, you should be somewhat afraid. Right. And if you just aren't ever scared, like you might not have an appreciation of the risk and sure. of everything, you know, that that's involved. So I teach, I'm sure Alex Honnold gets scared still. Like sure. when he grabs a jug and a, and a bird flies right. out of it, he's like, Holy oh, shit. Right. <laughs> like how about that scared the shit out of him? You could argue that Alex Honnold has a perfect management over his fear. Exactly. That's um, probably how I would assess it. And so, so yeah, what I, ba- I call it incremental fear management. You know, the big ones that everyone forgets. Um, breathing is like the first step forever. Um, sure. I use breathing, not just from a physical standpoint, if you don't breathe, your muscles don't function, uh, but your brain is a muscle and it needs fear. I mean, it needs oxygen to function. Um, I actually like the argument of, uh, getting drunk and how it affects your brain. It's actually oxygen deprivation. Uh, so alcohol prohibits oxygen from getting into your bloodstream. Um, and so as you start to like, you know, slur your speech or whatever, as you consume more and more alcohol, your brain is effectively like losing its function. Wow. Um, okay. And oxygen deprivation, you've heard stories like Everest climbers, like yeah. running out of their tent naked or whatever. They've, they're they so deprived of oxygen, they're making bad decisions. Sure. Uh, they're effectively, you know, drunk. Um, and so I always like to, like I, you could stop there and that would be worth money. Like learn how to breathe effectively. So I would, I mean, do you get, them to breathe effectively. I try. I mean, obviously, like that's a that's a hard like habit yeah, to start that's not part in, of the class. in one class. Sure, yeah. um, but I do like. I remember you know I deep. remember watching an interview. You know, everyone always talks shit about like Adamandra screaming all the time. And, yeah, and you know, just making a ton of noises when he's on a route. I I think I saw an interview with him where he said the part of the reason why he does that is because it gets him to breathe. Yeah. Like when he starts like growling like that, it's because he's exhaling. Well, they, that's a, I mean, martial arts teaches you to do that a lot of the times. Um, mm. Even like yoga breathing's like 80% of yoga. Like a lot of these things, it's all, it, it, it starts with breathing and setting up those habits before you even move on to anything else. Sure, yeah. Um, and I argue that a lot of climbers negate that. And that's why there's a lot of performance issues. But more importantly, that's why you're constantly terrified. Is sure. You're just, yeah, your heart rate starts racing. You know, you're you're letting your body get yeah um, exacerbated. And when your when your heart rate gets too high, adrenaline hits your system, sure. which wears you out. Um, also, the problem with adrenaline is fight or flight starts to happen, and human being fight or flight doesn't have a lot of good responses while you're hanging sure from a cliff. yeah you probably don't want to experience that while you're climbing one of my jokes i say you know whatever your creational theory is you weren't meant to rock climb like 
human beings are meant to be on the ground. Like sure. that, that's what yeah. we do. So all of our instinct, natural instinct only applies to that. So you put us on the mountain, on a mountain, we don't yeah. have natural instinct developed to handle that. So if fight or flight hits and you start reacting on instinct, now you don't know what to do. Sure. Um, so breathe, 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 and breathe some more. And, you know, I like to say the harder I start training climbers, the more it goes back to breathing. I mean, I've seen like strong climbers can't climb V12 and it's, what am I doing? I've perfected the beta. Oh wait, you're holding your breath. Like, sure, well, no yeah. wonder you can't do it. So that I always start with that. But more importantly, I said, I call it incremental fear management because I like to use uh, the analogy of a computer, your brain being like a computer processor. Mm -hmm. um, you run too many programs. It slows down. Um, fear is a very large computer program. Uh, so I like, what can we do to like, what's our task manager? What can we pull up to delete useless programs? And I use bolts as the increment on the wall. So every time you clip your brain automatically goes, okay, I'm safe now. Like I got my sure. clip in. Yeah. So that's when you stop. Well, so that's funny you say that because I see people do that when they're like projecting or they're mm -hmm. afraid or whatever. They look at it like, okay, this is when I can quit. Like huh. I can quit when I get to my next, like when I get to my next bolt, I can take, I can quit. I can stop when they're like projecting or maybe in the fear scenario, they can, they, they say, Oh, my next bolt, I'm safe. Right. And, they, and that's when they quit. But I see a lot of people get fixated on clipping on getting to the next clip. That's interesting. And, and it's now that I think about it, it's probably mostly fear induced oh, or, yeah. or they have made, that bolt section a part of their projecting checklist like okay i clip this bolt and then i go into this crux like i know it's going to be hard after this i need to blah, 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 whatever so sure. i mean i've had friends where they get so fixated on clipping a bolt that they don't they can't make another move and it's well, like because they you didn't made, think past it now it's exactly, like what do i do right? now it's like that's really interesting because you know obviously i mean i'm given a crash course in lead i you know, I say you want a private lesson, we go from there. But it is certainly an interesting perspective. I would never take a private lesson from you. You're you're smart. You know, That's you shouldn't. People. Do you get do you get tipped with lead classes? Every once in a while, most people don't. You're they practically pay a climbing guide now. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but it's interesting you bring that up because a couple of the techniques that I do discuss that can help potentially manage fear, I also explain into detail. Those later become crutches. So you've heard the term bolt to bolting. Yeah. So a very, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of bolting. Yeah, so for those that don't know, bolt to bolting, you take it every bolt. It's useful in projecting. It's extremely useful if you're trying to warm up and there's not like really easy climbing and you don't want to overextend yourself. Uh, essentially, you're limiting your time on the wall to 5, 10 feet, however far the bolts are. Um, and I think it's extremely useful. The problem is I know people that, that they, they can't climb without doing that because that's become their only mode of climbing. Yeah. You know, another one I use top rope at first. Top rope at first. Wow. Yep. Cool. Uh, for new climbers. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot yeah, of, that's a good I, idea. I get a lot of lead climbers. They get into lead and then they think that's like it now. Like don't top rope, top rope and fucking sucks. That's yeah. for babies. Like I lead and I'm like, first of all, climbing is climbing. Honestly, I think top roping and unclipping is a lot more hard, difficult than. Dude, I'm not going to lie. That is actually pretty hard. Yeah. And so Sometimes it's much harder than climbing. Cause the problem with that is like, if I'm top roping and I have to unclip, 
I can't climb any further to make the unclipping easier. Nope, that's, where, that's like, your spot. And then sometimes the rope's got tension and you can't get, you know, it's harder. But for some reason, people get in their heads. Once they lead climb, they shouldn't top rope anymore. Yeah. And I love teaching, like, especially a new grade or a new, you know, you've never gone I outside. I think the difference, though, too, is, like, the harder the routes get, the harder they are the top rope. Sure. At the red, maybe, because of the You're steepness. Right. Oh, yeah, 100%. And obviously, so obviously that has a limit. But new climbers, if you top rope at first, you now are experienced in the climb. Yeah. If the lead is the new element that you're scared of and you top rope it, now you have experience. Now you can get back on it and go, oh, I know the moves. Now I'm a little more comfortable. But again, I know people that always have to top rope something first. Yeah. Another one I teach is the pyramid idea. So like... You should climb more, have climbed more nines than tens than elevens, and and so on and so sure, forth. Sure, yeah, your base. Um, you're definitely. exactly because I know a lot of people they get fixated on the grade, but again, the problem is if you people, how do I climb five eleven for the first time? My answer is always pretty easy: get on a five eleven. Sure, definitely. That's it. Like, but no, like, what can I do to get ready for it? Not, I mean, touch a five eleven. I mean, get yeah. on the rock. And so all of these, and like you said, this bolt to bolting or uh, take, pausing at every clip, like look for your clips as your like fear gauge be, can also become a crutch for people. Yeah. Um, and I argue now that you've stopped managing. Um, and so, like I said, for me, it's like a weighted scale. I like to teach everyone always has anxiety all the time. It's just so low that it doesn't register. Right. So like wow. there's something to while you're climbing even when you feel really good, there's a little bit of anxiety. I mean, that's why we do it. it, it it's sure. it's a stress causer. It's just so low that you don't register it as like fear or stress, but you're still trying hard or you're still, you know. Well, yeah, I, I can agree with that because I think I've, I've experienced that. And when I talk about fear, I don't think I necessarily feel fear fear in the sense that like I'm going to be hurt but I oh, no. can, I experience fear sometimes in the fact that like oh my god I'm gonna blow it here like I'm gonna sure. fall here type of stuff and I'm not gonna be able to like get the red point or get right. the onside or the flash or whatever but a majority of the time what happens is I I have these really hard lines when it comes to rock climbing where if I know the rock climbs beta or the history of it or like what the difficulty is supposed to be or what have you, typically I will kind of fragment the climb in a sense of if I get here, there is no way I'm going to fall out of, because yeah. I have so much, you know, base knowledge. I have so much confidence. I have so much and don't get me wrong, it's not 100% accurate. I mean, but a majority of times it's like, okay, if I if I stick this move in the crux, I'm taken to the top. Like, God himself cannot pull me off the rock. Yeah. And But then even at that point where I'm super confident, there's always that like, fuck. <laughs> but what if you like messed up the beta right here? And I've done that. Like, sure. I've actually done that once. And it was kind of funny. I was climbing with a buddy um, and we were we were working a route. And I was literally singing a song. It was, I think this might've been one of, one of the more harder climbs I had done at the time. But like, I felt so good on this thing that I was singing a song while I was climbing it like out, out loud. So I apologize for anybody who had to hear it, but, <laughs> and 
I, cause I had gone past the crux, right? I had gone past the part where I was, if I stick this move, I'm taking it to the top. Right. And I remember I was having so much fun and not, not caring and all these things that I had like kind of fallen asleep at the wheel. And I made one mistake and I was like, oh, whatever, not a big deal. I'll just make one more. I'll make a big, I'll make a big, uh, I'll make a big move and kind of fix right. it. I made a big move and I went to the wrong hold again. Uh, and I was like, oh shit. And then I stabbed for a, a hold that was really bad. And then I was like, oh no, checkmate. Yep. And then I was falling. And it was kind of this like, I remember fear being induced for a second right. where I made one move and I was like, uh oh. And a little bit of fear creeped up like, you might fall here now. And I was like, no, 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 I got this. And I made one more move and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's not the right move, Michael. You're totally going to fall right now. I was like, no, 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 I got one more in me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then I fell. And that was like my fear. And my fear was that I wasn't going to like get hurt, but the fear was I was going to mess it up. So, well, and you got performance anxiety. You got, you know, all kinds of, I think that's the other thing is, oh, that's a good sound. <laughs> Drinking that Taft's Ale. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Taft's Ale House and their citrus IPA. It, it has a lot of citrus to it. It's pretty citrusy. Yeah. It's really good. So. It has a very low uh, IBU and a, I would say a very appropriate amount of uh, alcohol per volume. Yeah. Okay. We did our we did our duties as shout out to shout Taft out <laughs> and uh, Vanderwall Clan. And I mean, Vanderwall. I might be getting out at you with uh, a couple resoles, so I appreciate the support. Hey, they resold my shamans. That's what I climb in the gym now. It's been holding up. So shout outs to Vanderwall. What kind of rubber do they? They use, use the Stealth C four. Did you ask them to do that? No, or? I just sent it in. So is that? I wonder if that's all they use. That might be a good thing to special. We might have to send them a message. I have to. Hey guys, what you got? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's interesting that everyone has things that they're scared of. What I, I mean, and again, I, I think we we associate okay when you're fear when when I talk about fear, it's not you're scared of dying or you're scared of falling. Although I'm sure that's the case for people. Um, Depends on who was playing you. One hundred percent. I know some people who. They didn't have fear until someone injured them. Someone lowered yeah. them off the end of the so, rope. Someone lowered them too fast and they hurt themselves. That's my big fear management tool, I call it. I say, don't feed the bear. All right? So I got a story. I'll, I'll tell you a story. You might have heard this. Have you the story of me pulling a woman off the wall at the top? Dude, no. I Yeah, I heard this. This is a good one for the so, podcast. Okay, so... It's nine forty. This is a long time ago. A long time ago now. No, yeah, cool. I was still in the townhouse. Yeah, um, I had just gotten married. Like we wow. were. Gosh. So, it's like nine forty-five. I'm counting cash. I'm ready to go home. The gym's about to close. We're closing up. We close at ten, right? And so this dude. And for those that haven't climbed at Rock Quest, uh, the lobby is there's a lobby, a door, and yeah. then the climbing area. Yeah. So I know a lot of new gyms, the desk and the climbing area. Yeah. It's not here. It's so. very open floor plan. Right. This here, is archaic. Right. We're old. Right. And so I'm counting cash. This dude opens the door and says, hey, man, I think this woman's harness came undone. Just like that. Like, not like, holy shit, doing, holy shit, holy shit. No, it's just like, hey. Uh, not the, like she's, no, no premise. Like, hey, she's at the top of a route. Nope. Or, hey, she wanted to do this auto blade, but her but harness it, came undone. Could you help her? Yeah, no, it was, hey, man, this, <laughs> I think this woman's harness came undone. And so I like, I'm confused. So I like walk over, I look in and there's a wall. It's, we call it the overhang wall because there's only one top rope wall. It's, it's vertical. And then a 45-degree overhang up to vertical again. So the ver the vertical is probably that maybe 10 feet and then vertical again, right? And so she's at the top of that. So wait, it's vertical, 
there's an overhanging roof for 10 feet. About 10 feet. And then it's vertical And then again. vertical again. So there's a little roof. And yeah. you have to clip, the rope is clipped to carabiners. So you won't quick. swing. So exactly. you unclip as you climb up to it. And then you reclip as you come down. Correct. Um, needless to say, that's a hard thing to down climb if anything goes wrong. Um, and so she's at the top and her harness, the worst part is that it was still on her legs, but it was hanging. So the reason this is so scary, right, wow. is she falls, she's going to flip upside down. Wow. The belt is what keeps you in it. So she's going to so land head first. were her leg loops tight? Yeah, they were still. So help me understand the, so you, you walk out into the gym and right? then what do you see? I just see her at the top going, help me, help me. And her belt is just like hanging. Oh, wow. But her leg loops are still attached, so her her harness is like laying over her kneecaps. Right. I would much and rather. And the rope's still tied to I it. I would much rather her completely let everything come undone because you fall 40 feet and land on your feet straight down. It sucks, but you'll survive. But again, with the leg loops. She could flip upside down, laying on her neck, be paralyzed. Sure. And so I'm like, uh, this is bad. So I go. So what was her belayer doing at this point? Just I, holding still rope, trying to like, hold fuck, her. Fuck, yeah. fuck, I don't know what to do. Okay. And so and then, was this a new climber or an older? No, climber? this is uh, she. I mean, she's was I, I, I mean, she was a mom like she, but she's an experienced climber. She wasn't. She was. She wasn't new. Wow. Okay. So, so we, wait, time out. Yeah. One last because I'm doing this for the listeners. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's been a long time since I've heard the story. Is she using a rental harness or is she nope, using her own, her own harness? Okay. Yeah. That's that's important. Is right. it is it one that you had to double back yourself? Yep. Okay. You needed to double the back. Okay, so needless to say, I go grab a harness. I'm in like Chaco, so I'm barefoot. I'm running. Yeah. I say, you get over here and belay me. Um, there were two lines on that wall. Yeah, and that's good. the scary part, though, is at that time, we we're switching over, but at that time, the line she was on had a 5'9 and a 5'10. The line beside was an 11 and 12. Whoa. And so like... So that's why you train, boys. That's why you train when you work, Just right? think if it was somebody who didn't really rock climb that was working there that day. That would have... This would have been a different story. Yeah. So I'm barefoot, roping up, and the guy's like, what do I do? I'm like, I'm not slowing down. So you keep up. Like, you've got to wow. belay me. So I'm... And she's like, I'm about to let go. I'm like, I'm almost there. I've probably... She said, I'm, I'm about, about to, to let, let go. go. Oh my God, that's frightening. Right. And so I... I didn't time it, but I might have beat the speed climbing record at this point. I'm fucking like screaming up this wall. And then, uh, so I get up to her and I just like sloth hug her, like koala bear, my whole body around her. Did you ask for her consent? consent? (laughs) No, I did not. So, uh, whoops. So I'm like, all right, guys, lower us down together. Like talk to each other, lower us down together so we don't get some weird off balance thing. Did you ask for her name? Did you know her at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I knew her. Okay. And so when we get to the ground, at this point, I hadn't even freaked out yet. Like, I'm just in reaction mode. Sure. So we get to the ground, and I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, I, what? I'm Jeez. like, no. Like, what? I need to know what happened. Like, Shadi, you could have died here. Like, this yeah. is not a thing. And she's like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm, my, my harness, I'm like, well, my first instinct, what? what? Did you double back? Correct. Yes, I did. And I said, bullshit. Damn, you yell. This woman has had a traumatic event. Yes, she you said, did. You said bullshit to her? Yes, I did. I'm like, you didn't. And her belay partner, I checked her. We checked. So I said, all right, put the harness on. She puts it on, doubles it back with like maybe a millimeter after. She was too big for her harness. Right. So what had happened, and she said, I remember hearing a snap. She got on that. She oh, got wow. back on the vertical. She's hugging the wall as most people do. Yeah. And that wall just gripped and popped it out. Well, the snap sound is pretty common there because the the top rope is pretty close, so it, it's common to hear the rope 
hit the wall. Hit the wall. Yeah. And so that's what she thought it was. No, it was her harness coming undone. And so I quickly said, yeah, your harness is way too small. What's the point of the story other than like... No, it's funny. I've always heard that it's better to have a harness that's too small than too big. Because it's, if it's too big, you can fall out of it. Correct. In this instance, that would not have been the case. Um, <laughs> but yes. Um, and now that double backing harnesses aren't really a thing anymore. I would yeah. say that's probably true, especially. You might as well have like participation trophies and right. rock climbing. Um, but I did, you know, so I'm like, it's way too small. And, and this, the, her response is why I bring up the whole story as it relates to fear management. She said, I knew I shouldn't have worn this harness. Wow. And so I said, okay, cool. Why did what, you? I usually say that when I knew I shouldn't have had another, another beer. Right. Right. I knew <laughs> I knew it. I just knew it. But she goes, I knew I shouldn't have worn it. It was making me nervous. But and I'm like, well, then wh- why are you wearing it? She wanted to be cool. She wanted to go rock on Well, so it wasn't her main harness. Oh, okay. Her friend was like, hey, I don't need this. Do you want it? And she's like, everyone, it was in good shape. Everyone said it was fine. And I said, but you thought it wasn't good. No one would tell her it was too small for her? No, and she wasn't like a. I mean, she was in. She had. She was in great shape. It was just too small, and I don't think anyone knew because her belay partner's like I checked her, so I don't think that he knew. It was just it double back, so clearly that's all that matters, right? And so, wait. So how did it come undone? There was just not enough. There wasn't enough after the fact to hold it. Okay. So like it, kind of it was already kind of coming undone. Okay. So right? it was she would max that thing out that much. One hundred percent. Yeah. And so I sent her belayer over to the desk. I wanted an incident report because like Yeah, you needed you needed to have some kind of like documentation on this. Exactly. And so as soon as he walked away, she said, I really hate it when he belays me. Oh wow. And I said, Well, wh- why did you let him? Well, I didn't want to be rude. And this was my quote. So I'm, what's this guy's name? I'm uh, Tom. Okay. We'll call him. My quote here, I said, you know what's really rude? Dying in my climbing gym. <laughs> Jeez. I was just Dude, like. you're a hard hitter. I was just on it at I this point. I think at this point you were you were experiencing some like. I was hella freaked out, right? Yeah, like, you were a little nervous. So. Before she left, and the, the whole point of the story, I remember if I, I started a story, my, my philosophies don't feed the bear. Okay. So the moral of the story, before she left, I said, hey, when can you come back in? Two days from now. It was a Tuesday. She said, I could come back Thursday. I said, I need you to come back in with your main harness that you know fits and, and you trust, mm-hmm. with a belayer you trust, and I need you to climb the same route. Yeah. And do it. Because the don't feed the bear mentality, at some point, something, we all have the bad thing that happens, sure. right? We take the bad fall, our belayer hurts us, whatever yeah. it is, we see something We really get like bad. PTSD from something. Yeah. Sure. And you've got two options. So at that point, a bear pops up, a little monster gets born. And you have two things you can do with bears. You can kill them or feed them. And the more you feed the bear, the bigger it gets to the extent that I've seen people quit climbing. I've seen... Uh, you know, we, um, you know, our buddy Chris, uh, climbed with our, yeah. Eric, right. Yeah. Took a fall at bolt three, mm. decided I'm just going to boulder now. I don't like climbing anywhere. Sure. I don't like leading anyway. He doesn't climb anymore. Yeah. And that's because every time he came into boulder, what was he thinking about? The bad fall that he refused to address. Sure. And so my, my philosophy is when that bad thing happens, get back on and kill the bear. Because if you don't climbing stops being fun. Sure. Why would you climb if it's not fun? Turn your gear in. 
So that's why I told this woman, like, come back in, lead climb, or, I mean, get back on the wall with the, I mean, control everything, Sure, but do it or you won't keep, and she still climbs and she's out in Colorado now and, awesome. and living the dream and all that fun stuff. But the whole thing is, and one of the don't feed the bear moments, actually a story I tell when we were at Obed and I was climbing something well within my grade sure. and I said, take, and you said, no, you're a loser yeah you like no fuck you dude big old baby climb climb yeah i said it's just like that and i did and for me but like now obviously new climbers like don't i see that all the time take no fuck you dude just do it don't do that like we knew each other we had been yeah. climbing for years we, well so here's the thing for me right and my my buddy john has kind of instilled this into me to some ex, to some extent i don't always adhere to it but the idea is when you leave the ground you and your Blair should have something that you agree upon is the goal for the climb, yeah. right? So, okay, hey, this this climb, I'm going to lead it, and I'm going to take a fall, like I'll take a lead fall, or I'm gonna I'm gonna climb it, I'm gonna bolt to bolt it, so right. I don't get flash pumped, or I'm going to tie tie in and try and red point. There are no takes. I have to keep fighting, right. type of thing. So like. You need to set expectations for the time when you tie in, yeah. and then your player needs to know what your expectations are, so they can hold you accountable to them. And more, so, more and importantly, I think that's what we were doing. We was, did, and more importantly, I like to say, as this new belayers, you don't know each other very well, but we know each other well enough that you know the difference between "fuck, I need to get off the wall right now, take," and yeah, I'm, I'm just sharded. Like I'm down. like I'm defeated. I'm being a little bitch, and I want to take, and you don't want me to. You, I don't need sure. to, and so but, well that, and if you're safe, right. right. Right, exactly. Um, and and that's a, that was a turning point for me, um, because I, I like if I had taken a bear would have come up. Like now I'm just wimping out for no reason. I was well protected. I whatever it was, and you don't need to do that. And so, like I said, this whole don't feed the bear. You got to kill it. Yeah. Or give up climbing. And I tell people this all the time. Wow. Like if it's not fun, then stop because. Life's too short. We said that on the last episode. Like, what do you want out of climbing? And if you're not accomplishing that, then either yeah. A, adjust your expectations, or B, like, find something else. Like, life's too short to waste on hating yeah. what you're doing. So, there's been times yeah. where I've been on a route and I'm like, why the hell do I do this? I remember when I first started rock climbing, there's a couple instances, and I will go out on a limb and say I was very heavily mentored. I didn't get to lead climb. Like I physically was not allowed to lead climb until I had been climbing for a year and I had proven myself that I climbed efficiently. Yeah. I, f I climbed with good technique. I never looked shaky. I never looked like there was a chance that I would make a bad decision. You looked like you knew the sport of climbing. Sure. Right. I had enough uh, knowledge that I didn't have to worry about certain things. Um, that new climbers have to worry about. And, yeah. but at the same point, there was times when I was scared enough that like, I was like, why the hell do I do this? Like, and mostly because I climb with people who are below my level of climbing. So for an example, I was maybe leading five, 10 B, 10 C. I was the leader and I was climbing with people who climbed five, nine. And I had, I was put in a situation of power um, where it was like, and then I would get myself in a situation where I'd be nervous or afraid when I first started climbing. It's like, can I even get to the top of this thing? Like, There's and I didn't have enough know about. My dad always said when I was playing music growing up, he said, you should never be the best musician in the band because there's nothing pushing you anymore. 
And I think that's something to be said about climbing. If you're the top, oh, definitely. like there are climbers. Get new friends. There are climbers. Break up with your climbing partner. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, you guys aren't good enough. So No, I think there are climbs that I did because I saw that they were possible. Sure. Like just the fact, like we're climbing similarly. You did it. Well, if you can be my it, buddy, John, that's all he does. <laughs> the joke is like, if I do something, he's going to do it in like two or three goes. Yeah. And then if he does something, I should have already did it in two or three goes. Right. So I definitely, and that's a good fear, man. Like climb with good climbers, find a mentor, find someone who you can be like, Oh, how did you do that? I think that happens too with at least like where we're from. What happens is someone goes to the gym they start spraying about their their new proj, sure. and everyone kind of looks around like, "Well, if if uh, if uh, Todd's doing that route, I could probably flash it." And the next thing you know, it's like everyone and their mom is trying that new route in the fall, and you're like, "Well, I'm just never going to tell anybody what I'm doing, so I don't have to ever deal with this." So you don't get the age that the 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 greatest quote in all of my climbing career. I don't know. I was climbing harder than you. Yeah, that one still stings a little bit. But no, I think like we uh, just to kind of recap. I think, like I said, I, my philosophy has always been this: all of climbing can be boiled down, in my opinion, to some sort of managing expectations and managing fear. And whether you're deathly scared or not, that doesn't mean that fear's not there. And in my opinion, if you're actively managing it, if you're in your brain, I like the management tool because I'm a manager at Rock. I don't wait for something to go wrong before I manage. Sure. If you wait to be terrified, it's too late. If you actually, like, when I say when you walk in the gym, from that moment on, you should be managing fear. Manage your expectations. Hey, I'm really exhausted. I'm a little hungover. Then don't get on your project. Like, maybe yeah. it's a, maybe it's like we're, it's an endurance day or whatever it is. That way you don't have to, because you start climbing hard when you're weak, when you're tired, when whatever, you're now going to get nervous, right? And so... You go down to the red and the Sendex is pretty garbage, right? Okay, well, you're not going to climb the hardest you've ever climbed. But like we said last week, like you're with your bros, you got some beer, like have a good time. Yeah. And that makes a big difference. But like I said, you know, the big ones for me is breathing, 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 and breathing some more. If you don't know how to you breathe. You may in fact die if you don't breathe. Right. It's probably important. I've got, you know, bolt to bolting is a useful tool, uh, especially for brand new leaders when they go outside just do it. Yeah. Safety checks are my favorite one that everyone forgets about. Yeah, totally. It baffles me when people don't check their partner. I always joke like it's a terrible time to hope your belayer is set up correctly when you're 50 feet off the ground. Yeah. You can't fix it. Right. So double check each other. Right. And I like the vocal ones. Right. You're, you know, what is it? You're the well, man. I'm, I'm the yeah. hand. I'm locked down. You're not two, four, six, eight, ten. Like I'm good. You're I, good. I, another one is like I'm locked you're chalked. We're ready to rock. Amen. My new one I started after we checked. Party on Wayne. Which the boy is supposed to say party on Garth, but nobody ever does it. Wayne's that's world. That's not really a check. We do ch- well, we check two four six eight, but then not okay. that's party on Wayne is like, all right, we're good. Let's let's do it. My favorite one is you know, I check your stuff, you check my stuff, and then we shotgun up here at the same time. And then Hell you start yeah. yeah. Dale yeah. Dale yeah, brother. So but yeah, check each other. Manage expectations. Don't feed the bear, most importantly. You know, when you get scared, know that's the sport. Like, it's a scary sport, and it's fine. Yeah. And just don't feed it. You know, you take a bad fall. Obviously, like, okay, you break your leg or you whatever. Don't just, well, fuck it, I'm going to do it again. Like, okay, heal up. 
Um, but, or you get really scared. I like to say sometimes you got to reboot your computer. Sure. And sometimes that means let's go home and come back another day. You know, don't climb terrified, but management. And, and can, if I, you, can I add one thing? Yeah, please. I would say if someone is making you feel uncomfortable, you should feel confident enough or don't fucking climb with them. Be, be uh, ready to tell them that you don't want to climb with them. Yeah. I think a lot of times if someone you just had the conversation with, hey, you do this thing. And it, I mean, from a belayer standpoint, like for an example, right? If I'm, if I weigh 120 pounds and my climbing partner, my main climbing partner weighs 200 pounds and that makes me nervous, I, sadly, I just don't think we should be climbing partners. Sure. Or there, we need to, we need to invest in some technologies to make sure that like what we're doing is safe. Yeah. If it means stick clipping the second bolt, because if this guy falls at the first, I'm going to suck up to the first and he's going to hit the ground. Then we need to always stick clip the second or the third or whatever. You get the ohm, the other or you get the ohm, or you get a, a bag a of rocks. Bag. But I think you just, you need to be okay with having that conversation with somebody saying, Hey, you know what? I just, I just don't feel comfortable leading with you. Um, because that's I feel okay. like I'm too heavy or I'm too light or you're too heavy or whatever. I, I like to even say like, if someone's using a belay device, you don't know or don't like. Oh, don't. that's a good point. Yeah, you know, because yeah, my yeah. argument: if I don't trust you to blame with an ATC, I don't care what blade device you're using. Like, you should be a good belayer no matter what. Sure. But I also know that my wife weighs seventy pounds less than me. Jesus, you're fat. Right, and right now, even though not she's now, pregnant, she's no Jesus Christ. Not right now. I'm actually slowly losing weight. Thank you very much. Well. I was wondering, I mean, you look good. Um, thank For you. For anyone who's listening to this podcast, Tyler looks like he's lost weight. Thanks, man. But uh, but no, I mean, so... What about me? This is your time to compliment me. Yeah, well, you know, black's really slimming. <laughs> what a fucking dick. I'm not... I, okay, podcast, I'm not necessarily down on my red point weight right now. You're not the heaviest my, you've ever been, though, I got so. my boulder bulk on. Gee, what a so, but no, I think that's real. Like, my wife knows how to belay. I want her to use... A Grigri or a Pilot or something because that weight difference is there. Sure. And but I've told people like if you don't want someone to belay you, don't let them belay you. If you don't want to belay someone, don't belay them. And if that bothers them, then they're not a good climbing partner anyways yeah. because they're putting their ego over safety, and that's right. never the right call. Yeah. Typically, you're pretty well aware that this isn't a good situation, even if you're you're not the one who feels necessarily uncomfortable by it. You still know that like, oh, this is kind of sketchy. It's not going to be great. We should adjust it. And not to not to say don't climb in a group together, but that's, I'm not going to belay you because I uh, don't want to make out with bolt one every time you take a fall, you know? Um, but I think that's a perfect example of man. It's you're managing fear before you even get off the ground. Well, you're just assessing your situation. Right. Too, right. And you're being smart about it. And like I said, at the end of the day, climbing's dumb. It's a dumb sport. It's badass. It's awesome. That's why we do it. We do it because there's a certain level of unknown and nervousness that it gives us, and we want to conquer that. Sure. You know, but like I said, you know, breathe. I rock climb for um, the the chicks, and I mean, it worked. Like, you got a you got a wife out of it. Yeah. So so that's pretty cool. I'm pretty. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's why I rock climb mostly. Awesome. Yeah, because I want, and I wear like I don't wear a shirt when I rock climb. So people can see my muscles. And your sick tats. And I yell and I yell all the time when I climb. Gah! Sah! Yeah. That's exactly what I sound like. Thanks, man. Ooh. That's actually what I sound like. So 
anyways, that's my that's my fear management philosophy. Like I said, not, it's not. I like to tell people pick the things that work for you. Don't like overanalyze everything. Some people are just fall a million times and then you feel good. I didn't say one. I love this one. Um, sometimes the best thing to do when you're terrified of falling is fucking fall. Word. So, you know, go outside. I'm having a shitty day. Okay, fuck it. I'm falling, dude. Ah! And then you're good. Yeah. I've had great climbing sessions after I just get Yeah, it. you just take one fall and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm totally fine. Everything's going to be okay. Sweet. Now you're good. So when, when my wife and I first started climbing together, before we were married or even dating, we were friends first, but we'd go- Friend into, zone works, fellas. Right, I guess. I don't know. Um, maybe we weren't really in the friend. Maybe I, yeah, maybe we weren't friends. Maybe she had different intentions for Ooh. us. I don't know. <laughs> Um, the difference is we'd go into the gym and really she was kind of battling with the fear side. She'd been climbing for a long time, sure, but she had been climbing on and off. So she wasn't necessarily a hundred percent confident in her ability. So we would start the day off and we'd say we're off the chains, meaning that every single time you got to the top of a route, you weren't allowed to clip the chains. You had to take a, you had to take a whip. Yeah. You had to take a whip. And the idea, the idea is like. We, she got really, really mentally strong, and we really, really went through a lot of ropes. So There's something to be said about setting yourself up before you even, you know, I, I did this incremental thing because seeing my wife, she wanted to start falling, but she wouldn't. She had a, a crippling fear of falling. Yeah. And so she'd get I up. I would too if you were blaming me. Fair. But, um, well, here's the thing, right, too. So, like, we talk about this all the time. If you feel like your blader isn't a good blader or your blader is too heavy and they're going to give you a hard catch, yeah. again, step out. What's really interesting is Jess, she takes a fall accidentally, doesn't get in her head at all. Yeah. Dude, I'm really impressed with Jess. Yeah, she, she crushed it. Fucking, we, dude, there's something. It's like when we went yeah, when we went climbing last year, I am really excited. I hope we get to climb again um, this, this uh, Memorial Day weekend, but... She, I mean, do you remember that trip? She yeah. was like a bat out of hell. We didn't, for those, so it's funny is we had, she had a mental breakdown before you guys got there, like cried it out. And then we get on this slab stuff, which makes a lot of people nervous. And then all of a sudden there's that route, that five, nine, that we all at the very top were like, Ooh, it's kind of was sketchy. It best seat in oh, house? it was the cheap seats. The one beside oh, it. Okay. And then she didn't even think like she just screamed up it like it didn't even make sense. She was she lead climbing or was she top? No, she was leading. Wow! And then we went down to Muir Valley this past couple weekends ago. She absolutely crushed. And she's freaking. She's what a hundred months pregnant. Pregnant, yeah, like three hundred weeks pregnant. And don't you love when they're like that? My baby is three hundred days old. Yeah, like okay, like, cool. It's a like, year. Shut up. My baby is eighteen months old. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. When, when do you? When do we convert to? How many years? weeks am I old? I don't. <laughs> a oh, too lot. many. But yeah, and she's crushing it. But what's funny is that didn't start. She had a debilitating fear. And you said like, no, we're off the chains today. There's something to be said about eliminating your crutches sure. right before you even start. It's kind of freeing when you're like, you have you to You signed fall. up. Yeah, you signed up for it. So you don't get to plan. It's not new. It's not like, uh, okay, never mind. No, like if you start clipping, I'm going to not give you rope to clip. Like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Wow, move, Tyler. Total dick move. I'm surprised she still climbs. And with you me. gave her a hard catch, probably because you were taking the rope out of her hand. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Listen, you get used to hard Flip catches. It, then after that, whip it, bra. Whip it, whip. Takes her for fakes. <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's my. That's the legacy I'm starting. I'm trying to leave at Rock Quest. I want, <laughs> I want that to takes her for fakes. I take so far much. I'm, <laughs> I'm ashamed to call you a, a friend. So, anyways, 
Dude, wrap this thing up. Wrap I it gotta, up. It could take a leak. So we we're just talking about fear. Hey, you're going to get scared and it's cool. Just manage it. And uh, it's cool to freak out and don't let it take over your climbing. You got anything to add? Keep listening to our podcast. Please. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, sweet. Well, this is your host and intern. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.